Today with Joseph Prince. Faith operates not by us looking at our faith. Faith operates when we see Jesus in the fullness of His grace. It's time for us to stand tall and, and believe God's Word. Believe the goodness of His heart. Amen. Lean on His everlasting arms. Amen. And, and know that God wants you to live the good life. Or else Jesus would not have said, I am come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. Amen. That's what Jesus said. I know life is not made up of two, three, four cars or two, three houses. I know that. I know life, number one, is a soul at peace with God, knowing that you are now the righteousness of God in Christ. All your sins have been remitted from your life. Amen. Amen. You are now a child of God. You are dearly loved. Amen. And highly favored in Christ. That, that above everything else is the greatest blessings. It starts from there. Amen. Praise the Lord. You know, I, I, I feel in my spirit that, that it's time for us to hear this word. The Lord told me that, in fact, I, I was a bit reluctant to preach the word that you will hear today. But uh, uh, one of those messages, you know, that you, you rather not because uh, you feel like you'll be misunderstood. But the Lord said to me that uh, a lot of people cannot pray without reservation, without doubt. They still have that reservation in their heart. They still have that, that, that uh, voice as if telling them they should not be praying this prayer. I'm alluding to Psalms 91 and uh, even voices right now saying that, yeah, there are people praying Psalms 91 and things like that, but we got we to gotta keep it real. We got to keep it real. Now, I just want to address some of these things and uh, look at the scriptures because the Lord told me that He wants me to preach on this. And uh, He says that I want my people to be established, to know that I love them and I want them. I want them to prosper. And I want them to be protected during this time. And I want them to be in health. Amen. Let's look at 3 John chapter 1, verse 2. It says, Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. Now, the apostle John, who knew that he, he was loved dearly by the Lord, he calls himself the disciple whom Jesus loved. God used him to express his desire for all of us. Beloved, I pray above all things. In the King James, it says, I wish above all things. In the New King James, it says, I pray. Notice that word can be used for prayer in the Greek, can prayer or wish is, is, is used in both. For example, that same word is used. For example, in James where it says, confess your faults one to another and pray for one another. It cannot be a wish for one another that you may be healed, but rather pray. So prayer is also part of it. I wish for you and I pray for you that you prosper in all things and be in health, even as your souls prosper. Notice this prosperity, some people say, well, this prosperity means, uh, you know, uh, just, just have a safe journey, have a good journey, you know, uh, 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 um, prosper in terms of your emotions. You know, they want to limit it in, in one or two areas only. Okay, but prosperity here is used also in 1 Corinthians 16, where it says, and it says here concerning the collection for the saints, this is talking about offering for the saints. Paul says, as I've given order to the churches of Galatia, even so do ye. Upon the first day of the week, that's a Sunday, like all of us do, let every one of you lay by him in store as God has prospered him. This word prospered is the same word used in the Greek for 3 John 2, I pray that you 
prosper. Same word used. So prosperity here. In fact, in the very same verse, John is saying, I pray that you prosper in how many things? All things in the Greek past, in every and specific areas, in all, in all areas, in every specific parts. Amen. You prosper and be in health. Be in health, even as your souls prosper. Now here's where some people say, well, notice that your soul must prosper and all that, always assuming that people's souls are not prospering. But here it's a given. God is saying your souls are prospering because you are listening to the Word, because you are believers, and because you are always attentive. Yeah, it doesn't mean we are perfect, and it doesn't mean that we need to be uh, in a place of perfect holiness. Then God says your souls are prospering. No. In fact, you read this verse, it is, a, it is characteristic. It is a given. Of all believers, your souls are prospering. So Paul says, now your soul is prospering. Amen. You are now the righteousness of God in Christ. When God looks at you, God sees you righteous in Christ, holy and blameless in Christ. That's how God sees you. Now, our, our behavior has not measured up. In fact, that's a journey for us. Amen. But you never judge your position by your behavior. You always judge your behavior by your position. Your position is that God has made you righteous in Christ. At the cross, God made Jesus who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might be made the righteousness of God in Him. So that's our position. Amen. That's, that's who we are in God's eyes. Amen. Uh, and, and, but a lot of people just bypass the position and say it's important to a behavior, needs to measure up behavior. But the thing is that uh, uh, you are judging your position based on your behavior. When you don't behave right, you are saying that at that moment you are not righteous or you, 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 you are conscious that you, you fall short and you can't pray the way you, you, you want to pray with boldness and in faith because you feel that your behavior has affected your position. Now, friend, that is having it the other way around. God wants you to judge your behavior by your position. Amen? Not judge your position by your behavior. Praise the Lord. Amen? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So the thing is that we talk about health and wealth. What's, what's, what's happening is that people, when they pray that God prospers them, they pray with reservation. They're not too sure that God wants them to prosper. They'll say, God prosper my business. But then there is that, that, that little, uh, 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 you know, eagerly kind of feeling that uh, in the back of their minds that God really doesn't want you to prosper. Are you sure? And they, they probably watch a YouTube video or, or they heard a sermon or someone saying health and wealth, that kind of thing. And there's always that doubt. Now friend, something about uh, the kingdom of God, it operates on faith, by grace through faith. In other words, if you are not in faith, without faith it's impossible to please God. In fact, the scripture says, whatever is not of faith is sin. Now think about that. Let that be a, a definition of sin uh, in your life. We think of the big biggest, you know, we think of adulteries, murders, and things like that, sin. But Bible says, whatever is not of faith is sin. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. Amen? So, like that woman with the issue of blood. Do you remember the story? The Bible says when she had heard of Jesus, she came in the press behind and touched his garment. For she said, now in the Greek, she kept on saying, imperfect tense, she kept on saying, if I may touch but his clothes, I shall be whole. And straight away, the fountain of her blood was dried up and she felt in her body that she was healed of that plague. Friends, notice the Bible says that she kept on saying to herself, if I can just touch the hem of his garment, I can just touch the very extremities of his clothes. 
I shall be whole. She didn't say, I may be well. I might get well. Perhaps I might get well. Perhaps not. No. I shall be whole is a, is a powerful statement. It is, there's no uncertainty in that statement. Amen. I shall be whole. So whatever she heard of Jesus, she heard of a Jesus who is willing to heal, who is willing to use his power on your behalf for your good, for your benefit, for your blessing. That's the Jesus she, she, she heard of. Amen. Now, her revelation of Jesus is not that full yet. Amen. And most people that come to Jesus the first time around, they may have a faith about Jesus' goodness and willingness to use his power, but they don't know him personally. So she came behind and, and took the healing, took the healing, so to speak. All right. Uh, and uh, if you drop down, you'll see what Jesus said. Je the woman fearing and trembling when Jesus asked, Jesus felt power left him. And he says, who touched me? So the woman fearing and trembling, knowing what had happened to her, she came and fell down before him and told him the whole truth. And Jesus said to her, daughter, your faith has made you well. Your faith. Notice, even though his power is involved, he didn't say, my power has made you well. My grace has been sufficient for you. He didn't say um, those things. He said, woman, daughter, your faith, your faith has made you well. Now, one thing about faith, faith operates not by us looking at our faith. Faith operates when we see Jesus in the fullness of his grace. Amen? Amen? Praise the Lord. We look at a scripture verse that I think is going to bless you. It's taken from uh, 1 Chronicles chapter 4 and the story of Jabez. And Jabez was more honorable than his brothers. And his mother called his name Jabez, saying, because I bore him with sorrow. Now, Jabez was more honorable than his brothers. We ask ourselves the question, why was he more honorable? In fact, his entire story is only found in two verses. Verse 9 and 10 of 1 Chronicles 4. That's all. So, why was he more honorable than his brothers? The answer must be within these two verses. Amen? It says that his mother bore him in sorrow. That's why she called him Jabez. And Yabez in Hebrew, it means pain, actually, sorrow pain because she said I bore him with sorrow that's why she called him sorrow or pain now Jabez called on the God of Israel even though uh, his name was pain and sorrow imagine your mother calling you sorrow come over here but he he says even though <laughs> you know that that's that's what my mom called me and named me that will not be my destiny he called on the God of Israel and this is what he said oh that thou wouldest bless me indeed in the Hebrew the word bless is twice used here, that you will richly bless me. Oh, that you will bless me indeed and enlarge my coast. Would you call that prosperity? Enlarge my coast and that your hand might be with me and that you would keep me from evil, that it may not grieve me. And God granted him that which he requested. My friends, it's a simple prayer. But if you think about it, this prayer... By, the, by some of the standards of the people that, that come against this, this kind of uh, truth that we are sharing, will be like a carnal request. And yet the Bible says he was more honorable. That prayer is a prayer that God deems honorable. God granted him that which he requests. But let's look at the prayer. What he asked, he asked that God will 
richly bless him. Amen. The word barak is used twice in the Hebrew. Richly bless him. Bless him indeed. Amen. Is it okay to pray bless me prayers? You know, is it okay to, if I, I don't pray bless me prayers, I cannot be a blessing. Unless I'm blessed, I got nothing to bless people with. A man can receive nothing except it's given to him from above. Amen. So he prayed that you will bless me indeed, richly bless me. And not only that, he prayed, enlarge my coast. Now, Jabez, why would you want to enlarge your coast? You should be humble and just stay put and just within the confines that you are at. Why ask God to enlarge your coast? Because in that day and age, to enlarge your coast is to prosper. He's asking God to prosper him. Amen. And that your hand might be with me and that you would keep me from evil. Keep me from evil. There, there are people who even come against those who, who claim Psalms 91. They say that the people who are claiming Psalms 91, you know. But friend, here, in essence, he's telling God, he's praying Psalms, like Psalms 91. He's saying, keep me from evil that it might not harm me, that it might not grieve me. One translation says, might not harm me. NIV, I believe, says that, right? That it might not grieve me. Keep me from evil. Amen. Can we pray that God will keep us from evil? Yes, even in the Lord's Prayer, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Right? It says, forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory. Imagine praying, God, deliver us from evil. And we have this idea that, you know, sometimes evil comes, there's nothing you can say, perhaps it's from God, and God wants you to accept it. No, no. Now, friend, I'm not saying there'll be no troubles for the believer. In fact, the Bible says all those that live godly shall suffer persecution. From what I see in the Bible, that's the thing that God promises for believers, that they will happen, they will experience, they will experience persecution. But even then, Jesus says, blessed are you when men shall revile you and persecute you and say falsely against you and speak falsely against you for my name's sake. Rejoice and be exceeding glad for great, listen, Great is your reward in heaven. Amen? So Jesus says, leap for joy. Rejoice when you are being persecuted for His name's sake because you're a believer. When people mock you and scorn you and make fun of you and persecute you because you're a believer, Jesus says there's a reward, a great reward. Not just a reward, but a great reward for you. Leap for joy, my friend. Hallelujah. That's what He says. Amen? Now, when we think about what Jabez prayed, and the Bible says he was more honorable than all his brothers. I think it is the fact that we look to the Lord. When we tell people that, you know, God doesn't promise us. Now, don't talk about wealth. Because health and wealth, this alliteration, people put it together, it sounds really bad. As if the gospel is just this and no more. But friend, if you talk about health and provision, are these provided for us at the cross? Yes. At the cross, the Bible says, the Lord Jesus bore in his own body, our infirmities. Matthew 8, 17 confirms that. It says, Himself took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. Quoting from Isaiah 53, the work of Jesus at the cross. Not only He made His soul an offering for sin at the cross, but surely, and God put a surely there. Even when He was wounded for our transgressions, there's no surely there. Although we know it was certain that He did it. He was wounded for our transgressions, crushed for our iniquities. When it comes to bearing our diseases, God put us surely. Because I believe the Lord knows that this is an area where people would doubt. It's time for us to stand tall and, and believe God's Word. Believe the goodness of His heart. 
Amen. Lean on his everlasting arms. Amen. And, and know that God wants you to live the good life. Or else Jesus would not have said, I am come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. Amen. That's what Jesus said. The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But I am come. Why do you come, Lord Jesus? I am come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. Amen. I know life is not made up of two, three, four cars, or two, three houses. I know that. I know life, number one, is a soul at peace with God, knowing that you are now the righteousness of God in Christ. All your sins have been remitted from your life. Amen. Amen. You are now a child of God. You are dearly loved. Amen. And highly favored in Christ. That, that above everything else is the greatest blessings. It starts from there. Amen. But then in the here and now, amen, we talk about the sweet by and by. But what about now? In the now and now, amen, where we are living, doesn't God want us to trust Him? To provide for us? Doesn't God want to trust us to trust Him? Not just provide just for us for and no more. My family, us and no more. No, that is selfish. You know, why don't you trust God for more so that you can be a channel of blessing? Amen. Not be greedy, not be covetous, not be miserly, but be a channel of blessing to many. Amen. Praise the Lord. And not only that, to believe God if you're sick, believe God for health. Amen. And, and, and like Jabez, call upon God in the name of Jesus every single day. Amen. Believe God. And this must be prayed daily. Like for example, give us this day our daily bread. You cannot just say in the beginning, uh, the first of May, you start praying, Lord, this month, give me monthly bread. It doesn't work that way. It works on a daily basis because God wants a relationship. So you pray every day. Father, for this day, protect my family and I from the COVID-19 virus. Amen. You promise surely you will deliver us from the snare of the fowler and from the perilous pestilence. Amen. That is from Psalms 91. So don't let anyone rob you of praying that those Psalms. It is still valid for us today. In fact, the very first verse tells us it's a New Testament reality because he who sits in the secret place of the Most High, that is where we are right now. We are seated with Christ. And it ends with, because he has set his love upon me, therefore I will deliver him. I will set him on high. Well, that is now the, the reality of our lives. I will set him on high. We, you and I are set on high, far above every principality and power in Christ risen at the Father's right hand. Amen. You know, friend, we need to just meditate on the word. Amen. You know, the, some studies they have done, these studies tell us that when you listen to a sermon preach, you retain about 10 to 20%, only 10 to 20%. But if you read on that subject, you retain about 20 to 40%. Now, if you study on the subject, you retain 40 to 60%. Now, if you memorize, you memorize that subject, you memorize uh, uh, verses from, from Scripture, all right, your understanding will be, you retain 60 to 80%. But you know what's the golden key that costs you to retain 80 to 100%? Yep, you're right. Meditation. Meditation will cost you to retain 80 to 100%. Take the scriptures that I gave you just now and ask yourself, is this God's word? Amen. Is this God's word? God calls Jabez honorable. Is it dishonorable for me to pray prayers like this? Protection from evil? Is it dishonorable? 
Jesus himself told us to pray this prayer. So meditate on it. Ask, ask yourself questions like this. Amen? As you meditate, what you know, the disjoint between what you know the Scriptures promise you and what you're experiencing will be, will just come together. Amen? It will drop from your head right into your heart where it start to influence and um, uh, impart faith to you and you start to walk in the reality of it. Meditation. Amen. Meditate on the Word. Mull on it. Think of it. By the way, if the questions are coming that you don't have answers for or people start throwing questions, what about this? What about that? What about this? Never allow what you don't know to disturb what you do know. 3 John 2, 1 Chronicles 4, um, what Jesus did in Matthew, Mark, Luke and John, He always healed. He never says, I'm sorry, today is not God's will for you. You need to know that. And someone who's a leper walks away. Someone who is deaf walks away. A child who is sick walks away. Never. Amen. Meditate on this. Praise the Lord. And never allow obscure passages that people bring up rob you of the joy from certain scriptures. Amen. Praise the Lord. As we look at our Lord Jesus, we never see Him turning down anybody. Another thing, when Jesus healed, look at Matthew, Mark, Luke and John. He never qualified people before He healed them. He will say, those of you, right, who are sick, come unto me. All you who are labor and are heavy laden, come unto me. That includes all kinds of, of affliction and burdens that is on people. Come unto me. I'm your answer. I'll give you rest. Amen. Christ died for your sins on that cross. That's the gospel message. God loves you. He sent His Son to die for you as your substitute. And on that cross, Jesus bore all your sins. And not only that, all that your sins demanded, the judgment, amen, that a holy God cannot but dispense. So Jesus took your place. He became liable as your substitute to all the judgment and the curse and the condemnation that fell on Him. So Jesus is the only one who can absorb it all. And after it's finished, He remained. Amen? So friend, He took it all. And then He cried, It is finished! It's all done. God glorified our sins, forgiven and remitted. Amen? Curse is broken. Satan vanquished. Every mouth that accuses, silenced. Hallelujah. Our conscience perched. Amen? A new and living way is open up to God. So friend, if that is you, pray this prayer with me right now. Say, Father God, in the name of Jesus, I believe Jesus Christ died for my sins on that cross. He bore my judgment and you raised Him from the dead as a proclamation that what He did on the cross is perfect and all my sins are perfectly put away. And that's why you raised Him from the dead. Thank you, Father. Jesus Christ is my Lord, my Savior, and my God. Friend, if you pray that prayer right now, amen, I want to declare to you your sins are forgiven. You are now a brand new creation. In the eyes of God, that's what God sees. God sees reality like no one sees reality. He sees a brand new creation created in righteousness and true holiness. You are now the righteousness of God in Christ. Amen. Now you're a baby in terms of understanding the things of God, but in God's eyes, your position cannot change. You are now righteous in God's eyes. Amen. And your behavior cannot change that position. But we want to learn more and more how to line up our behavior and our life according to our position. Amen. 
and enjoy his inheritance. Praise the name of Jesus. Well, friend, church, I miss all of you so much and I look, I look forward to the day and the day will come. This is not going to be forever. The day will come. We'll all gather together again in the name of Jesus and look at one another and really cherish the moments that we have. Amen? Praise the Lord. God bless you all. We'll see you again. Don't forget to tune in and invite a friend next week. Thank you for joining us today. I'm so glad to have this opportunity to tell you Jesus loves you. My friend, He loves you so much. He does not want you to be worried or anxious about anything because He's taking care of you. I'm so blessed to know that in Christ, we can live above stress, anxiety, and fear despite the dark times we live in. Are you going through a tough time today? Maybe it's a health or financial challenge. Maybe it concerns someone in your family. Be encouraged to know that there is no mountain or giant bigger than Jesus' love for you. Friend, I want you to live assured that our Lord Jesus is for you, not against you. When you truly believe this, you will find anxiety and fear melting away and no attack of the enemy will prevail against you. And because I want you to really experience this, I've prepared a special teaching resource this month that I know will bless you. I believe that as you listen to this series, you'll step into the Lord's powerful peace and receive His abundant provision for all your needs. Thank you once again for your support and God bless you. Receive Joseph's special teaching resource, The Living Free from Stress and Anxiety 4CD audio series as a thank you for your gift of any amount to the ministry today. Jesus' name is Yeshua. Yeah, there is Yahweh. Shua is safe. His name means Yahweh saves. What area in your life needs saving right now? The stress, the lying symptoms, and the answer is the same. The Lord loves you and the Lord saves. And for a gift of $75 or more, you will also receive Joseph's latest DVD album, Answers for Dark Nights and Difficult Seasons. You know, it's true that we have some of the best experiences with the Lord on the mountaintop. But you know something? Even David defeated Goliath in a valley. Our God is not just the God of the mountain, He's the God of the valley as well. What is the verse after year? Do I walk through the valley of the shadow of death? You prepare a table before me. Right in the valley, look for the table. Your future does not have to be like what it is today. God can change it. God is a God of hope. Amen. Find strength in knowing that God never leaves you nor forsakes you even in the hardest seasons of your life. Request your copy today. Call us toll free at 877-769-5433 or visit us at josephprince.org. week on Joseph Prince. God doesn't use sickness, okay? God does not send sickness. You got to know that. Jesus went about healing, never going about sicknessizing, diseasizing. He went about healing. He never goes about giving disease. Are you listening, people? He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Because of the dealing that you're going through, all of a sudden you start confessing more. The Lord Jesus is my righteousness. The Lord Jesus is my righteousness. And you become a partaker of His holiness. You ought to feel like God cares about your health. God cares about, about you going to a higher place. God cares about the success of your life. Then God will not allow you to be deceived by pride or anything else. God wants you to go to a higher place. Amen? 
Joseph Prince Ministries is a Section 501c3 nonprofit organization, and your gift is tax deductible for the amount that exceeds any fair market value of the materials you receive from us.